0: Welcome to Women's Health Corner for Radio Eye. As a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. The health material presented in this program is provided for your interest and information. It is not intended for the diagnosis or treatment of individuals. Please see your doctor or health care provider for that and any other health-related concerns you may have. Your reader is Mary. Today I'll be reading various articles from the Harvard Women's Health Watch newsletter published by Harvard Medical School. This issue is dated November 2022. The first article is the lead article on page one, aiming for longevity. Living to 100 is more common than ever. How can you strive for this milestone. Helen Mongilia's 102 years reflect the mysterious alchemy of genetic, environmental, and lifestyle factors that coalesce to aid longevity. Fresh food, consistent movement, emotional resilience, and a family full of long living relatives mark the centenarians colorful lifespan which began in 1919, while Woodrow Wilson occupied the White House. Longevity, like Mrs. Mongelia's, remains extraordinary, with an estimated 1 in 6,000 people in the United States reaching 100 nowadays, according to the U.S. Administration on Aging. More than 100,000 were 100 or older in 2019, triple the number, in 1980, who had surpassed their 100th birthday. Scientists, including those at Harvard, are eagerly studying people in their 90s and beyond to tease out what contributes to exceptionally long-living. People enduring to extreme old age often have lifestyles that fuel vigor and hamper age-related chronic diseases, such as heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. They typically are non-smokers, are not obese, and cope effectively with stress, according to the National Institutes of Health, NIH. Most are women. I didn't expect to live this long, that's for sure, says Mrs. Mongelia, who lived independently until 101, when she also gave up driving and happily holds a mailroom job at her assisted living residence in Connecticut. But I've tried not to let anything bother me too much. I have two great daughters, two sons-in-law, and two grandchildren. What else can you ask for? There's my happiness right there. Healthy Habits Key Mrs. Mongelia never restricted her diet, eating meat, but skipping most alcoholic drinks. But her early fare as the middle child of 11 was abundant in fruits and vegetables, many grown in her family's garden in Carbondale, Pennsylvania, and canned to enjoy all year long. The large clan also walked everywhere, trekking miles round trip to church, school, and the grocery store. Mrs. Mongelia's healthy habits hit a sweet spot that science increasingly spotlights as optimal for longevity. A new Harvard-led study spanning 11 years and involving 2,400 people, average age 60, 55% women, suggests that a Mediterranean diet rich in fruits, vegetables, and healthy fats may dampen inflammation and prevent age-related frailty, a major predictor of declining affecting between 10,000 and 15,000 older adults. Frailty is hard to define, but it's really easy to spot. In general, it's a state of increased vulnerability, says Courtney Miller, a postdoctoral research fellow at the Marcus Institute for Aging Research at Harvard-affiliated Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. It's important to focus on frailty prevention and treatment because it's associated with so many of the factors that determine someone's longevity, says Miller, a co-author of the study published online May 12, 2022, by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Another new study suggests that young adults who begin optimizing their diets at age 20 by veering from typical Western fare to more whole grains, legumes, and nuts could increase their life expectancy by more than a decade. Published online February 8, 2022, by PLOS Medicine, the study posited that people who start such dietary shifts even at age 60 can still reap substantial benefits, increasing life expectancy by eight years for women. 80-year-olds could gain another three-plus years. I'm certainly a believer that food is medicine, Miller says, and there's some great evidence that dietary factors can improve longevity. Genes at the forefront? Mrs. Mongelia's family is peppered with relatives who've had far longer-than-average lifespans. Although her coal-miner father died of black lung disease at 78, Mrs. Mongelia's mother lived to 93, and many siblings also thrived into their 10th decade. Two brothers still survive. Research reinforces this link. Siblings and children of long-living people are more likely to live beyond peers and remain healthier while doing so, according to the NIH. A study published online, May 28, 2022, by the Journals of Gerontology Series A, Biological Sciences and Medical Sciences, suggested that children of those who reach 100 carry a specific genetic footprint Explaining why they're less frail than peers whose parents were not centenarians. Might our genes be the linchpin to longevity? My take is that it's certainly a combination of lifestyle and genetics, Miller says. Certain dietary factors and even exercise regimens can modify how our genes are expressed and contribute to what's going on in our bodies. It's a really important intersection of our health. Don't overlook outlook. Despite a hard scrabble path that included dropping out of school after 11th grade to take care of a baby sibling and also working as a button operator in a dress factory where she earned three cents per dozen buttons mounted, Mrs. Mongilia maintains an upbeat attitude that matches her hardy body. She relies on a walker and hearing aids, but remains mentally sharp. Just keep going and going and going, and don't give up, she counsels. A recent Harvard-led analysis of nearly 160,000 American women linked positive outlook to extended lifespan. Published online June 8, 2022, by the Journal of the American Geri- tra- Geriatrics Society, the study analyzed data and survey responses from women who were 50 to 79 years old when they enrolled in the study in the 1990s. The researchers then tracked participants' survival for up to 26 years. The results suggested that higher levels of optimism correlated with higher odds of living beyond 90. About a quarter of the relationship between optimism and living longer may reflect health-related factors such as eating healthy foods, controlling weight, exercising, and limiting alcohol, says study co-author Dr. Hayami Koga, a researcher and doctoral candidate in population health sciences at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. The findings hint at the value of focusing on positive psychological factors as possible new ways of promoting longevity and healthy aging, Dr. Koga says. There's some evidence that optimistic people are more likely to have goals and the confidence to reach them, she adds. I think it drives people to be more confident and take actions that lead to better health. Tips for a longer road. Some scientists use the term biohacks to refer to tweaks in daily habits and choices that aim to tamp down inflammation and blunt aging's effects. Many of these tactics aren't new, but Harvard experts say that employing them consistently might contribute to longevity. Move more. Vigorous movement has repeatedly been linked with lower risks of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and other chronic health problems. Review your health history. Talk to your primary care doctor about your health conditions and any new symptoms so you can manage them appropriately. Try intermittent fasting. Compressing meals into a six or eight hour window each day boosts the body's natural process of eliminating damaged cells and proteins, lowering inflammation levels. Eat a plant-forward diet Antioxidants from fruits and vegetables and fiber, from whole grains, all help to lower inflammation levels. Beans, chickpeas, and other legumes were hailed as the key dietary predictor of longevity. In a study that found a daily dietary increase of just 20 grams less than an ounce of legumes lowers our risk of dying in any given year by eight percent. Boost your outlook, list your life goals, and imagine a future where they've been reached. Or think about three good things that happened to you every day. Write them down. This next article talks about mindfulness. Beyond momentary calm, practicing mindfulness can help you feel more than zen. If one plus one always equals two, why does adding one pile of laundry to another merely equal one larger load The same goes for chewing gum. One wad plus a second just makes a fatter chew. Notice how these scenarios prompt a mental double-take? A perspective free of assumptions is the fundamental concept behind mindfulness, defined simply as the act of noticing your surroundings and focusing on the present moment. Long known for its ability to tamp down anxiety, mindfulness is similar to the ancient Buddhist practice of Zen meditation, which centers on staying present and non-judgmental. Noticing new things over time should teach you what you don't know, that uncertainty is the rule rather than the exception, says Ellen Langer, a professor of psychology in Harvard University's Faculty of Arts and Sciences, who spotlighted the one plus one fallacy. Langer, who has been dubbed the mother of mindfulness for her four decades of pioneering experiments at Harvard, says mindfulness keeps us alert and open to possibilities, rather than chasing every wayward thought. But extensive research, including Langer's, suggests that mindfulness offers numerous benefits beyond the moment. A host of recent studies indicate that these may extend to feeling pain less intensely, making fewer mistakes, and demonstrating more resilience when pursuing challenging goals. Virtually everything, whether related to body or mind, shows improvement when you're in that space Langer says. Mind-body connection. Many people confuse meditation with mindfulness, Langer says. But while there's some overlap, meditation is a means to an end, and mindfulness is an end in itself. Meditation is a practice you engage in to become more mindful, she says. Mindfulness is much more immediate. It's a way of life. Langer's career defining research on mindfulness has revealed a variety of startling effects. Her famous 1979 counterclockwise study involved two small groups of men in their 70s and 80s. Each group stayed for five days in a retreat house retrofitted to evoke the 1950s when the men were younger. The men in one group were told to reminisce about their past. The others were instructed to live as if they were actually in the 1950s. The men in both groups showed improvements over baseline in multiple tasks, but those who were told to act as if they were living through those years again showed greater improvements in memory, hearing, vision, gait, and strength levels than those asked to simply reminisce about that time period. They even looked noticeably younger, she says. It's the mind-body unity idea. Wherever you're putting your mind, you're putting your body. Fresh findings. Newer research on mindfulness suggests it can also help with the following. Dampening pain. A study published online July 7, 2022, by the journal Pain, suggests mindfulness can decrease suffering by interrupting communication from brain regions responsible for generating pain signals. 20 adults completed several mindfulness training sessions. They then used the technique while researchers applied a painful level of heat to a spot on their lower leg. The participants rated the intensity of the pain about one-third lower than another 20 participants who went through the same heat challenge but were told merely to rest with their eyes closed. Brain scans conducted during the heat sessions enabled the researchers to track and compare brain activity in the two groups, The scans showed that two areas of the brain involved in pain were less active in participants who practiced mindfulness while painful heat was applied. Reducing Mistakes A 2019 study in Brain Sciences suggested that mindfulness, in this analysis called open monitoring, might help people become less likely to make errors. Researchers measured brain activity in 212 women who had never meditated before. Half completed a 20-minute meditation exercise before taking a computerized distraction test of how accurately they could track flashing symbols moving across the screen. The other half took only the distraction test. Brain signals in those who had meditated indicated a stronger ability to avoid distraction test mistakes compared with those who didn't meditate. Overcoming Obstacles In a study published online, March 14, 2022, by the journal Social Psychological Bulletin, researchers asked 121 adults to identify an important personal goal. The participants were divided into two groups, Those in one group performed a mindful exercise for 15 minutes, and those in the other group spent 15 minutes reading magazines. All then read scenarios that described an action crisis, a theoretical but sizable obstacle to achieving their stated goal. The people in the mindfulness group were significantly less likely to say that such a setback would make them give up their pursuit. Langer says the results reinforce her own earlier findings. We have much more control over our well-being than people realize, she says. If you see things differently, you'll feel differently. And you can always see things differently. And now some shorter research articles. Busier equals better for physical activity levels. The more places you visit each day, such as when you're shopping or running errands, the higher your step counts, a new study suggests. The study, published in the September-October 2022 issue of Geriatric Nursing, tracked 133 older adults in Japan, average age 73, two-thirds women, over 14 days, using GPS sensors and accelerometers. Participants visited an average of 2.5 places each day, spending an average of 3.5 hours outside their homes while doing so. Each additional place visited equated to an additional 1,324 steps taken that day. Out-of-home time by itself didn't appear to influence step counts. While more than 90% of the people in the study drove a car during their daily lives, adding destinations likely led to an overall increase in physical activity, according to researchers. They said the results suggest that the number of places we go each day is a potentially important contributor to healthier habits. Next. People with kidney disease eat less fruits and veggies. People with chronic kidney disease are less likely to eat fruits and vegetables than similar adults without the condition a new study suggests. The disease, which affects about 37 million adults in the United States, leaves the kidneys less able to filter waste from the blood and can lead to high blood pressure, heart disease, and stroke. The study, published online July 5, 2022, by the Journal of Renal Nutrition, analyzed data on eating patterns of American adults included in three cycles of the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey conducted between 1988 and 2018, after accounting for factors such as waist size, diabetes, and high blood pressure. Researchers found that those with chronic kidney disease were consistently likelier to practice an eating pattern that included fewer fruits and vegetables than people without the condition. Researchers noted that more research is needed to tease out whether low fruit and vegetable consumption contributes to or results from chronic kidney disease and what other factors may be involved. Doctors sometimes advise patients with the disease to reduce their consumption of potassium, a mineral commonly found in fruits and vegetables. And next, high blood pressure linked to severe COVID despite vaccination. High blood pressure more than doubles the risk of hospitalization from an Omicron variant COVID-19 infection, despite full vaccination that includes a booster dose, a new study suggests. The study, published online July 20, 2022, by the journal Hypertension, analyzed data from 912 adults with COVID-19 in Los Angeles from December, 2021 through April, 2022, all had received at least three doses of an mRNA COVID 19 vaccine. The Omicron variant of the virus was first detected in the United States in December 2021, and seven subvariants had been identified by July 2022. Nearly 16% of the study participants required hospitalization for COVID 19, and more than 86% of that group had high blood pressure. The apparent effect of high blood pressure on severe COVID-19 illness remained, even without other chronic conditions such as diabetes, heart failure, or kidney disease. Nearly half of American adults have high blood pressure, according to the CDC. And now two selections from Ask the Doctors. Question. Should I stop cracking my knuckles? I've long enjoyed cracking my knuckles, but my friend told me it harms my joints. Is she right? Answer. It depends. Many people like to crack their joints, especially their knuckles, and do it several times a day as a way of easing nerves or anxiety. But the resulting popping noise doesn't mean your joints are actually cracking or being moved back into place. Since the spaces in our joints naturally build up nitrogen bubbles over time, that sound is just those bubbles escaping from their spots. On the other hand, if you already have a joint problem, such as arthritis, you probably shouldn't crack your knuckles or any other joints like those in your neck or back. Doing so might aggravate your joint symptoms. Done in a sudden or jerky way, Cracking your neck or back joints can even injure nearby nerves or other tissues. Should you immediately stop cracking any of your joints if you... You should immediately stop cracking any of your joints if you feel discomfort, pain, or numbness. And next, what triggers weather-related joint pain? Question. With cold, damp weather upon us, my joints seem to ache more. Why? Answer. Research still hasn't confirmed a cause and effect link between weather and joint pain, though many people insist they can predict the weather based on such aches. It's believed that changes in barometric pressure, which happen as weather systems change, trigger these sensations in the joints. Less air pressure surrounding the body can allow muscles, tendons, and other tissues around the joints to expand. This can place pressure on joints, possibly leading to pain. Another possibility is that you do things on cold, damp days that can worsen joint pain or stiffness, such as sit on the couch for hours, watching movies. Also, since you're expecting discomfort when the weather shifts, you may notice joint aches more than you would otherwise. To ward off weather-related joint pain, keep moving with regular exercise and stretching. And now a short article to end out the program from Prevention Magazine, January 2022. Crazy for Kiwi. Wintertime is the season when this sweet, juicy, and fuzzy jacketed fruit is abundant, and you should definitely load up. Kiwis are bursting with a wide variety of antioxidants, as well as potassium, vitamin E, folate, and fiber. And the sun gold variety, known for flesh that's more yellow than green, has three times the amount of vitamin C as an orange. Here's a fun fact. Studies suggest that kiwi fruit may be beneficial to digestive health. It contains a specific enzyme unique to this fruit that helps break down protein and facilitate flow. So make kiwis your go-to winter superfood and add them to smoothies, yogurt bowls, or your next fruit pie. Or just enjoy one as a snack. With that, we conclude the Women's Health Corner for today. Your reader has been Mary. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions concerning this program, please call us in our Lexington studios at 859-422-6390. And now, please stay tuned to Radio Eye for the continuation of our local broadcast. Thank you for listening, and have a healthy and happy day.